0: Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, June the 18th in 2021 on When I Rise. Before we get started, let me apologize for the audio in yesterday's episode. It was all sorts of messed up, but I think we're back to normal now. So thanks for your patience on that. We are currently in year B, proper week seven, which is the fourth Sunday after Pentecost in this ordinary time season of the life of the church. And we conclude this week with a reading from the gospel like we normally do. We're going to be in Mark chapter 4 verses 35 through 41. Now we've already hinted at this story earlier in the week when we covered one of the Psalms which talked about how God is the one who rules over the wind and the waves. And so we're going to be in the Gospels where Jesus calms a storm. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this party a morning on when our rise. Let's all our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of God for us. We had the opportunity to travel the world we would find it interesting to see what communities in different uh, countries what things that they are terrified of things that they like normally put into the category of evil or bad or suspect or scary right I mean I think that um, one of the things that people would find in our culture that we've general the general population thinks that snakes are scary right <laughs> at the time of this recording uh, I am uh, helping coach my son's baseball team, and I kid you not, we had a player who was late to the first game this week because there was a snake near his parked car, his parents' parked car, on the side of their driveway, and so they they didn't want to go close to the car because the snake was there. And I would be too. I'm I'm terrified of snakes, but I mean, most snakes would just kind of go away. They're not going to bother you. Yeah, but we like for whatever reason, just in our collective memory, collective. interpretation of the world. We think snakes are are bad and evil and dangerous no matter what kind they are, right? Well, in Jesus' culture, the wind and the waves were seen as scary. Um, This is something that we saw earlier in Psalm 107 this week. Uh, We can look in different places in the Old Testament and there seems to be this collective suspicion that evil resides in the sea, in the waters. And so uh, those who lived in seaside towns in Jesus' day Whenever there was a big storm that would come up and would wreck the city, they would see. They would conclude that it was the powers of evil uh, trying to wreak havoc upon their community. If you look at the very end of the book of Revelation, uh, John is clear and explicit in his imagery of the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem, that there is no sea within it. And so, that is just a sign more than like what does the setting look like. It's also like this cryptic for. Evil has been done away with. And so here are Jesus and his friends, they're going from one side to the other, and they probably weren't too excited about this journey. Um, as good Jewish boys, if they wanted to please God and their mamas, they wouldn't have gone to the other side where the Gentile peoples were, but nevertheless, they kind of just followed the rabbi and master. And so as they were there, I can imagine that as this this storm began to build, uh, they began to say to themselves, see, this is why we don't do this stuff. Like this is risky behavior, and now we've gotten ourselves in trouble. And then they looked over at Jesus and Jesus is quite calm, calm enough to be sleeping through all of it. Like the up and the down of the boat is just rocking him deeper and deeper into sleep. And so they have to rouse him from sleep and they, and they accuse him of not caring <laughs> that they're going uh, to be overtaken by this storm. And so Jesus rebukes them uh, and then he calms the storm. Notice in verse 41 it says, They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this, even the wind and the waves obey him? Uh, That term for terrified uh, has a lot. It is packed. It is something that when it's repeated in Mark's gospel, we have to pay attention. It comes up at the very end of Mark's gospel when Jesus appears uh, to the women um, at the tomb. And uh, when he actually when the angel appears to them at the tomb and they are asked to go back to Galilee and they are terrified and they said nothing. Right. So this idea of being terrified uh, it it's carries more than just being scared of something, but uh, it's like there's a heaviness uh, that washes over somebody. And sometimes it can even be seen as like a reverent fear, where like they have experienced something. Now I've been pulled out of my body, I've been enlarged, and now when I try to face the world, the world is different, and I have to change in order to fit better within it. Right? That's what this this uh, term is. And when they say, "Who is this?" Even the wind and the waves obey him. It is not a question where they're seeking an answer. Um, It is not a question to try to dismiss Jesus in front of them. It's actually uh, what we would call in the biblical study world, a doxological question. uh, a, A question that brings praise because they are so dumbfounded uh, that instead of coming up with answers, <laughs> they are asking a question and seeking a further inquiry. This is what happens in a place like Psalm 24, where it says, "Who is this King of Glory?" Like it over, there's like this repetition uh, when someone is beholding uh, the wonder of God, and they all they they can't like they don't have words of praise. All they have are questions because um, all that they're encountering is this way bigger than the words they have. And so sometimes we like. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, like uh, David Crowder did, like I need words that are wider than this, (laughs) and so here they are, the disciples. They're in the middle of a scary moment, and Jesus is absolutely calm. And when he calms the storm, they are left speechless, other than this question that's on the lips. And I can imagine that they're stammering as they ask the question, "Who is this? Who, who, who is this?" That even the wind and the waves obey him. They are. They understand. They're beginning to understand that they are in the presence of someone extraordinary. Yeah, I think it's important for us uh, when we think about our Christian faith. You know, sometimes the Christian faith is filled with seeking answers and repeating those answers and teaching those answers to other people and to build people up in the faith. And that's totally fine. I just asked the question: Like, when was the last time that we were overwhelmed and our words were few and and we weren't bothered by it? We we're actually comforted by the fact that our words. few. Uh, If we find ourselves there, uh, we find what the um, Irish mystics called a thin place, a place where it seems like the room of earth and the room of heaven are separated by a mere thin veneer curtain where God is closer than we can ever have imagined. Have you had those moments here recently? Have you had those moments in your life? Perhaps we should reflect on those and marvel at who God is because he has drawn near to us like Jesus has revealed that he is God's son uh, to his disciples in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the sea, when they were absolutely terrified. So our prayer this morning is going to be, God, reveal yourself to us, and especially in such a way where our words are few. Maybe all that we're left with are those doxological questions that lead us toward more wonder about who God is. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that with you we have everything that we need, that life is complete, that you have given us everything for life and godliness, that out of the overflow of your generosity, we can have comfort, and I think that even though the waves build up around us um, and we find ourselves surrounded, I think that you're with us, and uh, to be honest, it's more than enough than trying to explain or come to a conclusion of why storms happen in our lives. So God, I pray for my friends who are in the middle of something. They're, they're being overwhelmed. They, they see the waves crashing over the top of the boat. It's being swamped with water. Uh, they're losing their breath because of terror and fear. And So I just pray that you'd be their comfort this day. I pray that you'd be the God of wonder, the God where whenever you appear to somebody, uh, there's nothing but questions uh, and questions that lead to praise. And so, God, I pray for my friends who have a physical illness or maybe those who are trying to manage so many things and they feel like they're at the end of their supply of strength. I pray that you'd raise them up and I pray that they'd be built up. And I pray uh, that there'd be a confidence that arises within them today that causes them not to be afraid. More than anything, God, I pray that you find us to be people of faith uh, who are filled with confidence and not like a brash confidence that is uh, outwardly strong but inwardly uh, fearful. But I pray for for a quiet confidence, the one that Jesus had um, as he woke up to a storm that surrounded his boat. I pray that that confidence would cause us uh, to not be afraid and to be able to take the the next faithful step in front of us. So God be with us as we face the storms that might be in front of us, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.